0: Welcome to Hearts and Minds. This is Maura Cassidy. Many of us will have memories of books from our childhood that held us spellbound. It was as if we cohabited that world or story and only half lived in this world, Much has been said about the importance of literature in the lives of children. But as busy adults, how can we create environments for our children to acquire a love of stories, a love of books and a love of reading? On today's guest podcast, Kira Mannion, is going to share some of her insights on children's literature. Kira is a nurse and mum of two living in Galway. Kira, you're very welcome. Thank you, Maura. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on our podcast series. So, Kira, what was the first book memory you have as a child? Gosh, the first book. Actually, the first book for me
1: that made an impact. There was lots of books. There was lots of little nursery rhymes. I guess I was musical, so I enjoyed nursery rhymes. To a great extent. So off I went and enjoyed those. But I really, 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 really enjoyed The Secret Seven. Ina Blyton, Famous Five, mm. started to really get into the nitty gritty there. But the one book, the one book that really, really, really got to me was The Diary of Anne Frank. Oh, yeah, classic. And it wasn't even, it was through speech and drama. So mm. I got, I was doing little lessons and she offered this to me. And I thought, wow, yeah. yeah.
0: That's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah. Amazing, though, how our memories still remember. What are the marks or traits of a good children's book, do you think? I think that the the marks of a really good book, I mean, there's a great,
1: I suppose, it can lead to, there's a great thing about books, really, for, for all levels, for children, for adults. I mean, it can either lead to wisdom or foolishness. I think it was Petrarch who said that. But, you know, a book needs something that's tangible, So, something that you can learn from, Mm. whether it be, I mean, you know, obviously, it it has to be imaginative. It needs to draw in the imaginative. And, you know, if they're learning something about friendship, if they're learning something about patience or kindness or goodness or whatever, all these little, you know, learning, learning through life, that's what books are about. But I think, really, for children, it's all about capturing their imagination. Mm. So, you know, I have a lot of lovely examples. Um, Tell us. Oh, where do I start? <laughs> so, I mean, I have to say, personally, I love the Julia Donaldson, Ax- Axel Schiffler, uh, not Not all of them. I mean, you have to kind of, you have to be discerning mm. as well. So, read those books for your child. But, I mean, there's a great one. Squash and a squeeze. I love that one. Mm. And I mean, it talks about the little old lady lived all by herself with a table and chairs and a jug on the shelf. Mm. And she was a little bit disgruntled about the fact there wasn't enough room in her house. So long came a wise old man. But it's all done with, you know, my house is a squash and a squeeze. But the outcome of all of this is, gosh, she fits a pig a chicken, uh, you know, a horse, a cow, all into her little house. This is the wise old man. Mm. Fit them all in and see how you feel. And she figures, oh, definitely no space anymore. Mm. But in the end of it all, she's 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 wise. (laughs) <laughs> to original grumble mm. of living in a little old house, you mm. know, so the old idea of gratitude. But there's a lovely little, I mean, there's a few other little ones like that we can really draw on, you know, um, there's a great one, giraffes Can't Dance, for example. I love this one. Um, you know, um, Giles Andre and Guy Parker-Reese and it talks about he's la- long legged you know, and mm. feels he could never dance as well as the monkeys and the gorillas, you know, and finally, through friendship, he figures, and encouragement. Gosh, I can be the best dancer I can ever be in my own little tune. So mm. you dance to your own sort of, find your own rhythm, you know. Mm. But uh, yeah, there's lots of, depends on the child. We need to be really kind of, um, I suppose, know yourself to know your child. I often draw on a, a little bit of reference to this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't know if anybody's heard of the Four Temperaments. I mean, you know, Florence Littleware has, has done that on P- Personality Plus and, you know, um, the Family Institute as well has done the Four Temperaments. But it's really interesting because every child is unique. So mm-hmm. what are they looking for in a book? I need to discern that, find what they're looking for. So temperaments would, you know, start with your classic A, you know, cleric you know, loves to take charge and, you know, welcomes a challenge. So, you know, strong will determined, a quick learner. And I I often draw this on my own child. So, you know, um sometimes impatient and stubborn as well. But that can work, you know, uh, that can work to your thing. But what is he looking for? Well, I often find my son, I have two boys, and one of my sons would, would look for, he loves Giddy Goat, right? This is one of the things he loves because by Jamie Ricks and Lynn Chapman. Giddy goat is really giddy and he just wants to go further afield, but he can't get up the mountain. You know, he's a bit, you know, can't climb that mountain. And then he meets a sheep along the way who wants to be like the goat, you know, but as in learning ways of getting around the obstacles in your life, you know, he loves that. But my other son doesn't like it at all. But then my other son is a little bit more melancholic, a bit more serious, sensitive somewhat spiritual actually, you know, and he like he likes plenty of space and, you know, just quiet and solitude and he's really, really inquisitive. So I have little books about all you need to know about our world by age seven. Things like, which way is north? Or how can we protect wildlife? You know, <laughs> kind of the stem side of things, you know, or what makes a waterfall? Mm. You know, really tangible stuff. Mm. So you're looking at the child. What does the child... Enjoy mm. what is their little, you know, um, bookmark, you mm. know, and, um, books enrich your life, but, you know, they can also sort of, oh, yeah, you can get little books that are not so great. Mm. There's a great friend of mine, um, uh, that is really into the idea of beauty and, you know, she, uh, she encourages us in literature mm. and beauty is somewhat, underestimated in children's books and they can be just as ugly as mm. the, as the beautiful ones. You get really, you know, downward, dark, you know, so you have to pull away from that and really, really take a chance on beauty. Um, there's a lovely, uh, there's also beautiful illustrations in, in, in Irish. Actually, if there's mm-hmm. any Gaelgores out there. Um, and, Whiffy and Spare. And that's, uh, by Sive Devlin and Brian Fitzgerald. And it's absolutely gorgeous. So it's, if a child loves going out and looking at the birds and listening to the birds and looking for snails and Sheila Shelliges, this is the one for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it really depends on your child. Um, mm. and also, you know, um, you can start, you start very young. This mm. starts super duper young, how young I mean two, three mm. you know books that are uh kind of sensory, so mm. you can feel and touch the flap books are great, you know, so open and close, and mm. you know um something that's really interactive Mm-mm. if you like um there's a lovely little book actually, even from you know, the very, very beginning, I picked up a little book for christenings, you know, or for baptisms. And it's, it's beautiful. It's kind of, what's it called again? Oh yeah. Uh, Tiny Bear's Bible. Actually, it's gorgeous. And it's, th- the, the outside is actually furry. It's, a, mm. you know, and you get it in pink for girls and blue mm. for boys. Oh, it's awfully mm. cute. But there's a lovely little one. Uh, they do all the little uh, stories of, you know, David fights a horrible giant and, mm. God keeps Moses safe and God protects Daniel in the lion's den, you know. But at the end of it, you know, he tells the story, It goes, and God keeps us safe. Yes, he does, tiny bear. Wherever we go, he will always be there. Mm. So there's a musical aspect to the child's book that really every child will like mm. because music is gentle mm. and gentle is the story. So, um, yeah, reading reading is a really
0: important task for a
1: parent to mm. begin Mm. as young as two or three.
0: Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, just I suppose that leads on to the next, and my next question is how, for those listening maybe who struggle with precisely that, getting their kids to read, what advice would you give? Well, what helped me was looking
1: at, well, what do you want your child to read? How do you discern, first of all, what they need? You know, really and truly, what sort of storylines are you looking for? Mm. Um. How do you get them to read? It's time with you. At the end of the day, this is precious time. And you, comfortable space. Bedtime is your protected time, you know, that, you know, half an hour or whatever it is, mm. to lie with your child and open a little book. It's cuddles and it's a safe place and it's a lovely place to start. A child will never, ever not enjoy that. I mean, really, it's, it's mummy um, it's or daddy time. You know, mm. um, and reading is, is is the first place to start. That little mm. connection you're mm. going to make a connection with your child because you're going to see what they're they're enjoying, mm. and you give them the little opportunity every evening to say, "What book would you like? Mm. Which book?" You pick out that give them that responsibility, that little bit of independence. Pick two books for mummy and daddy tonight now, and which ones would you like? Maybe three now because we've more mm. time. Mm. This gives them a real love, a little, a little grow for mm-hmm. what is to stay with, li- you know, stay with them for the
0: rest of their lives, really. Mm-hmm. And do, do you notice even in your own kids um, or in other children, there's a before and after, you know, when they start loving stories and reading. How does that, where do you see that? You, when you're,
1: yeah, yeah, I noticed this actually. It, it's, it's, it's a job that, it's not just about the act of reading. Mm. So, you'd say to your little boy or girl, Well, what do you think of that little old lady who lived all by herself with a table and chairs and a jug on the shelf and was not very satisfied? Or what would you say about Pip and Posy, the two little friends that were together and they, and one little Pip couldn't sleep and Posy, Posy offered, um, his teddy and his precious teddy. And that was a sign of friendship. What do you think of Pip there and Posy? Oh, they will give you such wisdom; they really will, mm. you know. And this
0: is how they learn through books. Mm, mm, mm. No, I, I see. Yeah, exactly. It's outside them, but they're obviously connecting. They're with, connecting with, with the ideas, yes, and the examples. Um, C.S. Lewis once said, um, "You know, I read to know I'm not alone." Uh, are the characters, you know, you talked about good literature, are the characters that, and stories that children encounter, are they imp- an important part of their lives or can they become an important part of their lives? So,
1: of course, absolutely. The characters are essential because they're trying to align themselves. They're, they're trying to, gosh, you know, I can, you know, he's my age. That little boy is my age. And they're trying to relate. So, mm. if it's a relatable, scenario. You know, um, you're getting into teenage books, I think, really at that stage, really. So with the eight or the nine or the 10 or the 11, 12 year old trying to, you know, I suppose develop the habit of thinking. Is mm. that maybe what you're mm, saying? So, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, So to know more about sort of their reality and uh, I suppose to, sco- to discover truths about that story and then about themselves mm. so how would they respond reasoning and reflection really they're they're learning they have reason mm. children have reason very early on but in order to know their reality they it's kind of shaped through stories mm. as well look gosh yeah you know um Essential, really. And discovering the truth about themselves at an early age, I mean, you know, it's a kind of an intellectual capacity we mm-hmm. underestimate in children. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very important to, um, you know, they want, to, it's, it's relatable. So mm-hmm. these books need to be
0: relatable in mm-hmm. other two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned earlier, Kira, the importance of the imagination. Yes. Um, and I've heard the other, <clears throat> other writers like Holly Ordway talk about the connection between <clears> throat> throat> imagination and meaning. And that it gives you, imagination gives you the freedom to explore, it gives the freedom to express, the freedom to belong. Yeah. And um, and it, the connections with the characters. So yes. in that sense, do you think that, you know, good literature or kids reading good books gives them that freedom to actually connect with values, with ideals, with yes. their own agency, with Absolutely. the impossible, you know, yes. be able to dream Dreaming, oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, as, as we could start with friendship, I mean, Secret Seven, Famous mm. Five, I mean, Nina Blyton, I mean, there you go, you know, but like, you know, kindness or sincerity or, you know, patience or, you know, being inquisitive, creativity, but the imagination is brilliant. I mean, that's where, I mean, an audiobook, super, yeah. You know, quiet space, but there's something tangible about reading a book and, you know, turning a page, and the, it's allowing that the freedom to use their own imagination mm. to draw on the characters and what they imagine that per, that person to be, or what they imagine that landscape to mm. be, or you know, climbing a tree in the middle of a forest, and you know, the idea of you know, um, you know, just captivating a child's imagination is so underestimated. And I think, unfortunately, with digital media and with the television, it's good, everything in moderation. But this allows them to come away from the noise Mm -hmm. and Mm. to grow in the love of books as an adult. Mm. And really, I think it's, you know, to develop that habit of thinking and being imaginative not mm-hmm. just as a child. Mm-hmm.
0: And of course, it does develop that, that side of their brain, you know, that left-sided part of their brain, yeah. we, which is so critical. It's so critical. I mean,
1: they call it wasting time usefully.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that's, you know, oh, it's brilliant. And, you know, when they're negotiating friendships in school, mm-hmm. you know, that can be to them just, oh, it's a minefield. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Authors can really, like, there's, you know, they could really capture that interaction between all the different personalities that you're going to come across mm. in your classroom, mm. you know. So, uh, uh, oh yeah, I mean, you can come as far as to, you know, kind of, gosh, some books are beautiful and it, it, they can really emphasize social duties, you mm. know. And th- there's a, there's a great, um, I'm trying to think now, there's a lovely book. Um, gosh, yeah, there's a, actually, it's right in front of, uh, Super actually, by Julie Donaldson and Axel Schiffer. And Superworm. Uh, it's, it's brilliant. You know, they talk about the attributes of this wonderful worm, and he's got great friends. They're all really, you know, kind of, they, they're just, he does, he's of service to everybody. You know, mm. and, you know, it's brilliant. Superworm is super long. Superworm is super strong. Watch him wiggle. See him squirm. Hip hip hooray for superworm. Help disaster. Baby toad has hopped onto a major road. Quick, whatever can we do? Mm. And it says, look, a superworm lasso. So he creates mm. a lasso. You know what I mean? Mm. And they're learning from him
0: and, you know, he's learning from them, but, they're seeing opportunities or possibilities, yes, and being creative and flexible and flexible, and, and it's all connected to the person. Yes. Which is obviously, lovely the connection between us as human beings. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's driven them a great sense of that. Um, <clears throat> I suppose as well um, in their own, their own. I suppose verbal communication, their own. You know the, how critical reading is for that, obviously, because they're building up a whole bank of vocabulary. You know, sentence structure, syntax—absolutely
1: essential. Actually, I'd really recommend, you know, for those little readers who maybe are just not f- maybe as interested, mm. but need really to come along on their reading to read out loud. So, if you have another, if the if your child has a sibling, for example, or a few siblings, you know, make the bedtime reading a kind of a little. Who's reading tonight? you know, mm. and reading out loud. And I'd often say to one of my sons, now he's hes an older boy, and I'd say to him, look, do you know what would be great? If you could read this and because it's its really musical, put a little bit of emphasis on the end words. So mm. you're almost encompassing phrasing, you know, emphasis, pause. You're doing it without even realising mm. and we don't have to be speech and drama teachers to do this. Mm. You know, um, slow, and, you know, speak up because a lot of children are asked to speak in class during mm. reading sessions in school and they find it very nerve wracking. Mm. So and then you could obviously ask, what what happened there? What, what was that all about? What mm. do you mean Um, he crossed the road and, you know, couldn't find his bicycle? Where was the bicycle? Did mm. he leave it somewhere? So you're kind of, you know,
0: mm. you're
1: encouraging the storyline within it
0: Mm.
1: you're engaging
0: absolutely you're encouraging as you said them to be part of the whole thing yeah um interesting as well you know um we hear an awful lot of anxiety and now more than ever with younger children um characters in a book i've often heard it said inspire greatness and you know i suppose the, the apex of a book sometimes can be the courage or the daring or the flexibility or whatever of the of the character um is this important, you know, when you're thinking about young children, you know, learning to cope with life? You're yeah. creating sort of sort of concepts for them, you're creating opportunity for them, you're creating alternatives for them where they will already be familiar with characters, albeit imaginary characters, who are actually working through great struggles and feats and obstacles for the sake of the good. Yes. And they too can mimic that in some ways.
1: I think it's good to draw on, you know, characters who are living and real, Mm. You know, could we, like, I've often, I've introduced Tom Crean to my Mm. eldest boy, Mm. and there's a beautifully illustrated book here that I have, and it's a true story from Scott's Last Voyage by Meredith Hooper and Bert Kitchen, and it's essentially, it's about Tom Crean, but you can have other versions of that that are a lot more autobiographical, you know, autobiographical, Mm. and, you know, encourages characters who existed, who went on a road to discovery, or even the lives of the saints, dare I say it, absolutely, mm. you know, um, uh, you know, there's, there's plenty of books out there, I, I encourage the lives of the saints to, uh, there's Maximilian Colby for example, he was kind of World War II, you know, very good for 10 or 11 year olds, 12 year olds, and particularly, actually you could also draw on, there's a lovely little beautiful bedtime story, Um, uh, CTS children's books, actually. These are lovely books. And it's with, it's called With Mary. And it's just beautiful. Um, so it's, you know, text is lovely. Always remember how it's worded is very important for a child. It, it, you know, and you're, you're thinking about your child too. It can't be too kind of complex, nice and simple. Mary's childhood, for example, on the first chapter of this book, um, and it talks about Mary's parents, mm. you know, and she well, had she, parents. She had She yeah. was a human being. She was like a human being, mm. you know, and, you know, gosh, you know, and her mother was very strong. She was a brave woman. And, you know, it talks about, um, you know, the story behind Mary and as a child when she grew without, you know, ever causing her parents any trouble, of course, or worry, but she she was never selfish. She never got cross. She was a lively, funny child, sometimes mischievous, but always as kind as could be. And it seemed as though there was not even the tiniest hint of anything bad in her heart. And, you know, it's just it's it's a story. It's a simple story, and we
0: can relate to it, and so can your children. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, just I suppose to, to wrap up, is there any considerations or that you'd like to leave us with, Kira? Any parting shots for our listeners? Gosh, uh, I
1: mean, could yeah, I mean, never ever give up. Mm. On, on a book with a child never it, it takes a little time and it took me a little while to figure out which book is right for your child and what is their interest but the one thing I'd say is don't omit anything mm. from a child in terms of reading in the context of a good book obviously so you're not sort of you're 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 not mm, how would I describe it it's you know, you can, not all books are of the same worth, of course. Mm. But, you know, um, we need to remind ourselves the value of each book. And if it doesn't ring true the first time, try again, or maybe mm. try another version of it. And keep the
0: child in mind always. Mm. Hmm, super well thank you very much for that Ciara. Um just to say to our listeners that we will have a list of all the books you should see um, our recording space at the moment is full of books everywhere here it's just amazing and being children's books they're big colourful beautiful and as you said full of you know all kinds of fluffy hair and all this kind of thing so it's beautiful but in any event we're going to have a list of on the resources section after this podcast all the names of books that you have just suggested and indeed more that I know you haven't suggested that are here on this table so um, thank you very much Kira, for joining us and thank you to our listeners for joining us and if there's anything that you'd like us to talk about in the future, um, do let us know get in touch, take care